your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. A lot to get to today. We have a, a champion, Stanley Cup champion in the Tampa Bay Lightning, so we'll briefly touch on that. Although I know this is an Avalanche show, but we kind of have to at least give some props to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, The Colorado Avalanche have found out they are switching picks in the draft up until now. We have been assuming they're picking 24, but that's not the case. So we will touch on that. Kind of talk overall that the Avalanche are in a position that not a lot of teams are in right now with cap space. And this needing to be a year that they need to make a move, which is not typically what they've done in the past couple of years. So we'll get into that as well as getting to our poll in our season grade. This time is for Ryan Graves. Probably the hottest contested poll we've had yet. So we'll get to that towards the end. So first things first, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. That's also where you can do the voting for these uh, season grades. Follow on Instagram, search for Locked On Avalanche and send <clears throat> any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. All right, so yes, we have a champion in the Tampa Bay Rays. They now have what we want. <clears throat> and uh, it was, if you if you were a hockey fan and it didn't matter who's in the, the final for you and you were going to watch, they were a dominant team. Dallas might have got the best of them in game one. Uh, but from then on out, Tampa was the better team. And it was almost like, you know, Wade Boggs said it, you know, for the uh, Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees, he would always give that pitcher the first strike. You knew that the first pitch, you could just groove that in there and for a pitcher, get ahead on the count. But he was letting you do that. And it was almost like Tampa Bay was giving Dallas an early start, an early, an early lead. I'm not saying exactly that's they're, they're trying to win every game. Don't get me wrong, but their coach, John Cooper had said things like the first game is like a feeling out type of game. And he was almost giving his team a pass. They ended up losing that game. And then from then on out, they were a dominant, dominant team. So uh, congratulations to them. Congratulations to my good buddy, Adam Denker, who hosts the locked on lightning show <clears throat> him and I, have done a number of crossover episodes. We do the Locked On NHL show right now for every Thursday. We're kind of holding the fort down on Thursdays, but we have something in the works, hopefully, um, to do a little bit more. And yeah, it was it just the fact, not only can you give credit to the Lightning for winning it, we have to give credit to the NHL here. What the NHL was able to do is nothing short of a miracle. Uh, they were the first ones to really come out with a plan on how to come back and start playing. And I, you can go back to and listen to old locked on avalanche shows. I did not think it was going to happen. I thought we were, we should just get rid of this season, 
move on, focus on next season. If that could even happen, whatever that might look like, let, what, excuse me, look like. And we still don't know what that might look like. Uh, but there's so much doubt at the time. I didn't really think it was feasible to really get back into any type of playing. But that's why I'm not in charge of these decisions. And the NHL has really smart people making these decisions, sitting around a table, really figuring it out. And the plan that they came up with, could it have gone any better? Every They still come out with those weekly reports on how many COVID tests that they've done and what are we on week nine or something like that? Not a single test. And, you know, even in football, it's come out that the Tennessee Titans have had some positive uh, tests on their team. Baseball's going through problems. The baseball seems to have it gotten back in line recently, but in the beginning they were struggling. Basketball's done well. Pretty sure basketball's done well. So basketball and, and hockey really have kind of figured this thing out. But hockey was the first one to do it. Hockey was the first one to come out and say, this is our plan. And it has been completed. We have a Stanley Cup champion. You have to give him credit for that. It, it, it's, it's, a, it's a miraculous thing. And it's a job well done. And all the guys that we want to boo and the Gary Bettmans of the world, you got to give him credit. Uh, the whole way, like the draft had gone down, people can maybe get upset about that. I loved it. I thought it was a new kind of wrinkle. Uh, that's what the that's what the lottery is supposed to be. It's supposed to be just random chance. This was even more random chance, and you're giving teams. It worked out the way that we all kind of didn't want, but wanted at the same time. We wanted to see a team that technically made the playoffs, although they're not considered making the playoffs because they were eliminated in that what is it opening round or play-in round, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, and, and the New York Rangers, who are a team on the rise, are getting a, a franchise-style player. I, I, lo- I love this stuff. I, I don't know. I, it's a change. It's a change. And uh, how just the fact that we got a finality to the season, I think two thumbs up for uh, everything the NHL was able to accomplish. Now, it's not saying everything is good because what happened yesterday – now that the the Stanley Cup is done and over with, now we have a final draft list, which I would thought was final up until the teams that were still playing. But it turns out not to be because the Avalanche uh, have had twenty the twenty fourth pick. I even there's an article that I just wrote out for milehighsticking.com where I go through nine different possibilities for the the Colorado Avalanche. And I have the 24th pick in there all throughout that article. And then it's live. And now I can't change it because uh, now that the official numbers have come out and draft order has come out, the Avalanche and the Washington Capitals have switched. And the reason for that is because they are not going off of division winners for this year, just for this year. So they switch because they're going off point percentages and the avalanche had had 92 points compared to Washington's 90 points, even though Washington won their division and Colorado finished second in their division goes off point percentage. So we dropped one spot in the draft order. 
does that change anything? I don't know. I mean, it definitely could. could you know, I don't know who <clears throat> Washington is focusing on. I, I don't, I, I don't really follow them that much being an East coast team. So do they have the same needs as Colorado? We might never find out. We might never find out who eventually Colorado does take. If they do take somebody at 25, we might never find out who they had targeted. And if Washington actually stole them from Colorado, but it is what it is. You can't do anything about it. And uh, 25 is fine. 24, 25. You're still going to get a solid player. Go back and listen to some old, uh, old as in like within a week of uh, some shows that I've done kind of talking about specific players that the abs could target and maybe should target uh, that can really pay dividends for them down the road. So we are going to get to not only we're, we're, we've been talking about the draft, we continue to talk about the draft. We won't do it so much today because there's a lot to get to, but we will talk about specifically the abs needing to do something this, this off season. And we're going to do that right after we hear from our sponsors, brand new sponsor today. And it's a book for all you readers from the best-selling authors of the daily stoic comes the ultimate stoicism guide to success, resilience, and virtue to accept what you cannot control and adapt to what you can sports teams across the country are applying this popular philosophy by using stoicism's key idea. You control how you respond and play. You don't control what the refs and fans do or how the ball bounces. It's all about what you did to adapt. Book is called Lives of the Stoics, The Art of Living from Zeno to Marcus Aurelius. Is available now wherever books are sold. Sounds interesting. I might want to read that one. Um, also by Gamergoo, and Gamergoo is the antiperspirant for your gaming hands. If you're a gamer and you have those long, hour-long marathons, multiplayer of Call of Duty or Fortnite, hands can get a little sweaty. Grip on the controller might start to slip. Lather on some Gamergoo, problem solved. Gamergoo is a hand lotion created for gamers, designed for optimal gaming performance. Especially formulated Gamergoo keeps hands dry, cool, and sweat-free, even during the most heated of gaming encounters. Pick your scent. You got six to choose from. Peppermint, cinnamon, orange, vanilla sugar, cherry blossom, or teakwood. And go to Gamergoo at checkout. Enter the promo code LOA for Locked On Avalanche. And you get 10% off of your order. All right. So the Avalanche, they, they are typically not movers. Um, we've, we've said it many, many times in, in many, many shows, how they kind of like to stand pat. They'll make a move here or there, nothing too earth shattering. I think this is a year they have to kind of throw that and crumple that up and throw it away. You need, the, the more I sit on this and the more days go by and the more I'm reading of all these players out there that want a different contract or are going to leave their current team, they want a different maybe a different change of scenery. The abs are in a position that almost no team is in. They have a great amount of cap space, over $20 million in cap space. And with the flat cap, that is huge, huge. So you hear names like Alex Petrangelo, 
I don't think the Avalanche want to go that high. I don't think they want to go for, you know, the golden ticket and make that big splash. I think they want to make a splash. And you hear the name Tory Krug getting thrown around. We talked to him a couple of days ago. Apparently, Boston offered Krug a six-year deal for 6.5 per. He hasn't said if he's going to accept that or not. That is an increase for him of about a million and a half per year. But Boston is cap strapped, and that's really all they can offer him. If he says no to that, then we kind of know where we're at and what Tory Krug is looking for. You might have to bump that up an extra million for him. Would you want to do that? Because Petrangelo is going to want nine minimally. So would Krug, Krug is probably going to want between the seven and eight. Is that the splash, the avalanche splash, not the big boy splash that the Az make? Maybe. Maybe you do that move. I have a feeling Joe Sackick really likes Tory Krug for some reason. I'm hearing more Krug in avalanche circles than I am Petrangelo. I'm almost hearing no Petrangelo talk at all, which could then mean they sign him because they're keeping that hush-hush. I, I like, I seem to like what Terry, uh, Tory crew can, can bring. So I would, I would welcome him. And I think that's an okay number, but I think this is, this is something the avalanche need to, to move on. Maybe not just him, but moves in general. I think this is an off season where they have to start doing something to, to, to get that, to get other teams to really notice like, okay, the avalanche are, are for real. And they're not just relying on this really incredible system that they've built up, which will sustain them for the foreseeable future. They want to do it now. There's a good article over at the hockey writers. They kind of throw out some players and these aren't just all free agents. These are some players teams might be looking to unload because of the flat cap. And play, uh, teams are not going to be able to keep all of the guys that they want on their roster because of this. So the av- and this is where the Avalanche are in a good position to to <clears throat> maybe pick up some of those guys because of this. So they throw out a couple guys. Uh, there's one in particular that I would love to see the Avalanche get. Uh, I will let you know when that is. But they throw out Kyle Palmieri from the Devils. I I think that he what did he make? He was he's an unrestricted free agent. Next off season, 29 years old. He was on their top power play unit, 4.75 million for next year. More than doable to pick that contract up for him. So who else they have? They have the guy that I would really want to see, Shane Gossespierre. I have always liked Shane Gossespierre and how he plays, and he does not fit with the Flyers right now. I thought they would trade him at the trade deadline. Because he just doesn't fit. He wants to go, go, go. And Elaine Vignon plays a style of dump and chase. It's not him. He likes to go, transition, carry the puck, puck into the zone. I'm surprised that they didn't trade him. And I have been on with the girls who host Locked on Flyers, and I have made it well known that I would more than welcome Shane Gossespierre to the Colorado Avalanche. And they are more than willing to give him up to us. But we are not the GMs. So... I think that could be a really good deal. If you can do something with Zadorov, maybe a sign and trade with Zadorov. Zadorov fits what they do. Zadorov fits the Flyers game insanely well. 
package that up somehow. You're probably gonna have to add some other players or something or draft picks. I don't know, but those two guys would be the key guys, Kostaspir and Zadorov. Definitely would would absolutely love bringing him in. Who else I throw out? Alex Kalorn from Tampa Bay, and the reason for that is because Tampa Bay needs to shed some salary. They have where they they say it in here. They only have five point three million dollars to extend to their RFAs. That's nothing. They need. They, I haven't looked in it too much, but just reading this one for this one player for Alex Kalorn. Are the are Tampa Bay Lightning in, in trouble when it comes to the cap? I don't know. I got to talk to Adam about that. But uh, he's one that they put on here. Max Domi is another one. I don't think the Avalanche have any interest in Max Domi at all. But who knows? Ryan Strom from the Rangers is another one for the same reasons. And Phil Kessel from Arizona is another one. Kessel is a little bit – he's 32 years old, not that that's old. He has two seasons at $6.8 million dollars left on his contract. I think that's too much for him. I don't, I don't think the avalanche would bring him in. Um, and I don't think he fits the, the avalanche style of play, but again, anything is possible. So the bottom line for me is the avalanche have an opportunity. Not a lot of teams have this off season and it's because of that flat cap and they have a lot of money to move around. You have to do it smartly and they can't just be, you know, making it rain, paying everybody that walks through the door, but they can make a move. And I think they will. I think Joe Sackick knows he needs to. I know he likes the guys that he has in this team on both the NHL level and an AHL level. But I think he knows, like, I need, we have a, a, a short time window to win a championship before the questions start coming you yeah you're set up for five six seven years you don't want to win your first championship championship in five six seven years you want to win your championship now and then because you got that championship under your belt then fans would be more apt to being okay with these guys that are are so that that are, are ready to go but might need some getting used to the nhl uh, they might be a little bit more apt to be okay with with them coming up and figuring the game out and playing well for your team. But you have to get that championship under your belt. You can't keep saying like, oh, well, we're set up for five, six, seven years. You are. But fans don't want to wait that long to win a championship. You got to win the championship now. And the way you do that is bring somebody in. Is that Taylor Hall? I think they're smitten with Taylor Hall. I think they're, they're going to in, invite him in, talk to him see if they can make something work. Um, I don't like, I don't think Petrangelo is, is in the works, but I who knows it's possible. Um, but I think Krug, if, if you, if you do Krug and, and Taylor Hall, tell me you're not ready to go. Tell me you're not, you are. So we shall see. It's going to come fast and furious. Draft is right on the corner free agency right after that. So can't wait. All right. One more thing to get to, and that is the, the poll. And this thing was close. But first, we're going to hear from Built Bar and BuiltBar.com. Built Bar is, a, is great for the health-conscious guy. Lose and maintain weight while enjoy, indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for keto if you're on that. 
Uh, one of the flavor profiles, we'll go with the coconut almond, 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, five grams of sugar, five grams of net carbs. I'm telling you guys, these bars taste amazing. They're just like candy bars. So go to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on, and you will get $10 off of your next order. Once again, use the promo code locked on, $10 comes off of your next order at builtbar.com. Ryan. Graves. I, I said on yesterday's show, I, early on in the voting, I was pleasantly surprised at how this voting was going at the time because I, I thought the playoffs were really going to hurt him in how people were going to vote because he didn't play so well in the playoffs. And I thought people were going to put more emphasis on that than his season. And it didn't turn out that way. So I of you Avalanche fans, and I am today. So the, the percentages go as follows. 0% for D. That makes me smile. I thought there was going to be at least one or two people out there who say his postseason was terrible. D. And then in the comment, write F. But none. Good. 5% said C. So obviously it comes down to A and B. 47% said B. 49% said A. So Ryan Graves from the people of Twitter squeaks out an A, 49% to 47%. That surprises me. Uh, I, I, I thought there'd be more in the B's and C's, but uh, you know, this is just a sample size, but it seems like Avalanche fans like this guy. And I, I think they, they like the fact that he really was an unknown and and really outplayed everybody's expectations this year. So 69 games on the season, nine goals, 17 assists, 26 points. But man, does that plus minus 40 jump off of that stat page? I'm looking at it right now. You, you, you look at the 40 and you're like, oh, he had 40 points. Oh, no, that's plus minus. I mean, I don't think anybody was expecting that. For when he was on the ice, the Avalanche scored. So then you get to the playoffs, a lot to be desired there. 15 games played in the playoffs, only one goal and two assists. Did not have a good playoff run. And is that because, you know, this was his first playoff? He's that type of player that's not seasoned when it comes to playoffs. And could he benefit from just being in, you know, this the way that the playoffs were this year with the bubble? Um, and he's got 15 games. He's got 15 playoffs games under his belt. So learning experience for him, for sure. I think because of that, for me, uh, we and we have to take the playoffs into account when we're doing this. And well, let me read some comments from Twitter. So. Mark Crosby says, and, and this is kind of where I'm at. So regular season, he would give him an A or a, a minus. In playoffs, he would give him a C to a C minus. So I'm assuming he voted B. He didn't say what he voted for, but I was, um, if you're averaging that out, that's obviously a B uh, or B minus. Rebecca says, I feel like a grade for the regular season and one for the playoffs. Same thing. Uh, season A plus, playoffs C. He looked rattled and sloppy in the playoffs, but maybe it was nerves for his first NHL playoff. Still have a very positive outlook on this guy. 
And at your guy, Steven said, was replying to Rebecca saying, well said. Overall, I still give him an A because he wasn't even a lock to make the team in camp. Plus, as bad as his D was, it was ultimately the defense defensive mistakes of Kadri and Zadorov that cost uh, that cost us our season, not Graves. Ah, uh, all right. I mean, that, that that can be argued. I, I would a little bit. I think. I think it was a lot of reasons. But if you want to pick on those two guys, I, I thought Zadorov had a really good postseason. Uh, he he was almost the opposite of what Graves was. So um, I agree with what all of those guys say. And because of that, I am going to average those out a for the regular season for him. I don't think you could really deny that low C grade hovering on D for his playoffs was just non-existent in the playoffs. And he would even probably tell you that, but I will bump them up to a, a C minus for that. I don't want to give a, a complete failing. He still had a plus minus of nine. In, in the playoffs. So even though he only had a, a goal and an assist, still produced and, and the team produced goals when he was on the ice. So I think, you know, great regular season, postseason, maybe the layoff hurt him. I don't know. But I think a, a B is definitely in order for for Ryan Graves. So I'm, I'm going against the consensus, which of course was an A, 49%. I think a solid B for Ryan Graves. I like what he can bring to this team. I look forward to him being there next year. He is a restricted free agent. Um, I think he's earned that contract. And um, I, I, I do. I think I think he has made it difficult. And we've said this before. Zadorov was probably their guy before the season started. They weren't expecting what they got from Graves. And what they got from him uh, was probably, or what he got from them was probably another contract. And maybe Zadorov out the door. We, we shall wait and see. So that is going to be it for today. Ladies and gentlemen, please uh, check out Locked On NHL every day, especially Thursdays when Adam from Locked On Lightning and I will be on. We will definitely be talking about the Lightning Championship. I can guarantee you that, as well as the draft. We're kind of going to give our mock draft for the first round. That's on Thursday. But like I said, listen to Locked On NHL every day. Please leave reviews for my show, Locked On Avalanche. Uh, wherever you listen on iTunes definitely helps and uh, yeah that's going to be it for today we will see you guys tomorrow thank you for tuning in go abs go